Would you call yourself a socialist? Uh, no. You've never told a lie in politics? No. No. See, somebody sent me a video action last Friday and it had you talking at the socialist youth. Oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. And, and you mentioned the word comrade uh, about four times in a minute. What was that about? It was a rally and I would have been about 25 years old. Comrade, 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 comrade. Liz has a postgraduate diploma in labour studies. She has a degree in politics and a degree in law. She's a history buff. She worked for the Service and Food Workers Union in her early days after graduating. Uh, she was a union organiser and she also ran legal cases uh, for personal grievance cases mainly. And so Liz is going to be talking to us about the COVID-19 vaccine and um, how you can say no to your employer and uh, still keep your job. Quite a few things on the on the boil, haven't we, happening right now as we speak? Yeah, the main the main one though that's um, of great importance is this, is to um, guard uh, employees who don't want to have uh, vaccinations from being forced into it. Right, oh, that's yeah. a really big one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is. So where are we legally? Uh, well, we have in New Zealand just um, one order that is pretty. Um, prescribed for um, vaccinations of people in MIQ centres and the people that service those centres. For example, if you were taking someone from a um, from home to an MIQ centre or, um, you know, transporting them to and from places like that. So, and it's on the border. They, they sign up at the beginning of their contract to to be vaccinated uh, because they are supposedly in danger of getting this killer disease, which, of course, it's not. What we're talking about is workers who um, do not want to be vaccinated because they know what the dangers are and they're being coerced. You lose the job or we'll reassign you to another another um, job that could be less pay, could be more inconvenient, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, people sign up for a job and unless... They have done something uh, that is against their contract or, you know, they're just um, impossible people to work with and they break down what's called trust and confidence in their employer, then uh, there is no justification for um, either sacking them or changing their job. So I've got, um, I've got a case ongoing at the moment and um, it's, um, it's a good case in that it's right on point of this. And first, um, this, this is a company that um, buses people from to and from the airport and um, to and from um, MIQ centres. Now, they first uh, took it for granted that they could just tell people, um, we want you to be vaccinated. And then gave, they gave this gentleman a number of um, extensions of time because as soon as he showed resistance they started to lawyer up I should think 
And mm. uh, so they were fairly prepared by the time um, his first interview came around, but they weren't prepared for um, what he was um, coming up with. Mm. Uh, so there are a number of um, points that were raised. Um, there is um, There are um, ways to resist under the Employment Relations Act under the um, Human Rights Act, under the Health and Safety and Work Act, because there's a number of ways that you're discriminated against. But to update you what's happening with this um, gentleman right now, this is the second meeting he's had. And for the second meeting, well, for the first meeting, they went in and, and they came away with, you better go home and um, think about it again. This was after a number of extensions. And obviously they had gone back to think about what we had said about the narrowness of the definition uh, of people that need to be vaccinated. This is the COVID-19 order, vaccination order. Um, and it came out the 30th of May. Yeah, 30th of May. What's going on in the, in the press is that it's very broad and everybody is going to have to get vaccinated. Well, that is not the case. And they won't get it through because they're not sitting in Parliament and deba debating any of this. They're mm -hmm. doing it through orders, which is um, a regulation, basically. Under, it's not called a regulation. It's called an order. It, and it's part of the um, that COVID Response Act that they keep having to renew every three months. Just if you look on legislate, those orders are there, so that it, it gives you the impression that it is part of our legislation. Yes, yes, exactly. But it's not. You're saying well, this is coming off section eleven of the COVID Response Act, but right, they right. that's an emergency act. Now, what what where has been the emergency? Um, I'm sure that that, that in in actual fact that that has run out a couple of times. And they have manufactured a so-called emergency to bring it in again. But I don't believe that they have. I think they've run out of time a number of times, and no, but no, nobody is challenging them on those um, COVID response acts. So, you know, this is the thing. To, to challenge them on the COVID response act requires a public law case, and there does, doesn't seem to be the political will amongst lawyers to do such a thing the individual worker is going to have to fight back. And it'll come down to each person will have to make up their mind whether they're going to fight or whether they're going to wait for somebody to fight for them. I'd like to give you chapter and verse about all of the, um, all of the information that you can use. However, I think it is better that in actual fact that the information sheets get published. Now, I've already um, had a discussion with Sue Gray about this, a much wider reach than I have. However, mm. she's ignored this. Mm. She could have taken the information about all of the ways that you can fight back on this. Instead, she's, she's um, gone onto the side of the lawyers the, the corporate lawyers mm. who have, have issued some rubbish about, well, talk to your um, employer about being redeployed and they might not be able to no. redeploy. Well, that's you know, giving in, isn't it? 
thing really. Yeah, it is. It is exactly giving in. That's exactly mm. what they want you to do, is mm. to go and see if you can be redeployed somewhere else. And then you get talked into, oh, I'm sorry. Well, it's either, you know, we haven't got anything else. So you're either going to have to go and, and good luck. So are you saying that Sue would rather stay on side with the law fraternity than, yes, than go exactly. out on a limb? That's and exactly the truth? what I'm saying. That's, mm, that's exactly a, what I'm saying. Mm, I wonder how she would um, respond to that. Well, maybe we'll find out. Well, you're very welcome to call her up, but she mm. wouldn't. She would. I, I have. I have her. I have her number all right, and I have given her information before to mm. her answer phone, and she doesn't reply. But we had a text conversation about this latest issue. She was going to court, and I offered to send her everything, and I asked her for her email address to send it to her, and she ignored that request and just told oh. me good luck. Where does our, uh, our, per- our employee, uh, what's his position now? For example, I'll give you her position. One, of the, one of the things that I, I talked to, um, uh, to Sue about um, was that I had these information sheets are only one one page long. They're very, very easy. So mm. I'd said, firstly, understand that no vaccinations of any kind are mandatory in New Zealand. Secondly, understand that C19 has never been proven to be a contagious disease and mm. that no vector for the disease has ever been detected. Thirdly, understand you do not need a lawyer or a group to do this. We're attempting to push back on collectivism. We're attempting to push back on a socialist idea. Mm. If you join yourself up with a group or look for somebody else to protect you in this situation, a group or a corporation, as as the law um, society is, then you will come unstuck because you're using their weapons against them. And they, those do not work anymore. We have got to take up our individual rights that everybody keeps talking about. Individual rights, not group rights. Now, our group rights are expressed in, in things like the um, Health and Safety Act and the um, Employment Relations Act, etc. But they're to be exercised by individuals. That's why they're called things like personal grievance personal to you so they cannot be exercised by groups it is no use joining a group and expecting them to exercise your individual right your your grievance is personal to your situation so you're saying we've got to each individually take responsibility and fight for ourselves we do while we're on the subject liz what about the ministry of health what authority do they have over employers the ministry of health has no authority over employers. Uh, the Ministry of Health is, a, is the prime advisor to any government who comes along, but they are not legislators. They are public servants, ministry, anybody who works in the ministry of anything is a public servant, your public servant. So anyway, what they've been, what they're trying to influence um, employers with, and I saw this in this case I'm talking about, where they said um, they are telling employers that they have an obligation or employers believe they have an obligation. Many people are under this illusion. So the 
they are the people that the order comes through. And I think that's where the confusion arises because under Section 11, um, it's the Ministry of Health that issues the order, but they are not the lawmakers. So um, right. I, I guess I understand where the confusion arises, but it is not, uh, they are not policemen, et cetera, et cetera. So mm, I, I pointed out, yeah, I pointed out to the employer, they are merely, um, you are under no obligation to them to do anything. Mm. And um, it's purely your impression. And if you do so, it is your choice to do so. So employers could find themselves in the gun. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying to employers when um, I, I write on behalf of an employee. Remember that when these cases come before the employment tribunals, the, the actual onus on, is on you to actually prove that, for a start, coronavirus, coronavirus is, an, um, is an infectious disease. And that, that, in fact, if you hadn't forced people into situations where they either left the job or they, um, a personal grievance has arisen because of some, some way that you've mistreated them in this process, then you will be the one who is, who is fine because you have to prove it's necessary for your business. And if you haven't investigated um, the, the premise that people have to be vaccinated against it. If you haven't done that investigation, you're going to be the one who loses the case. And I've said to people, get back to your um, get back to your law, legal team and ask them if this is the case. Now it looks the way that the, the employers keep backing off when when this is put to them, because mm. I've got another case too with a, with a um, case was it was in um, in a rest home. Mm-hmm. They were start, starting to insist that their um, their staff had be, would be vaccinated there. Now, if you mm-hmm. put it to them, you, the onus is on you to prove these things. In an employment case, it's it's a reversal. Everybody's going along in some sort of daze. You know, the, the, it's against the law not to not to get your employees vaccinated. That is mm-hmm. not the case, especially if you're anywhere outside an MIQ centre or on the border or a border worker of some kind. But most border workers are not included in the order. People need to read the order. It's very short. Mm. Sometimes it's hard to get to because <laughs> there seems to be some sort of problem with the internet as soon as you try and find it. Um, I found um, it all. Yeah. But it's under Section 11. The order isn't there, but the, the issuing of orders comes under Section 11 of the Act. The deeper and deeper we dig, we find the less and less substance behind the even the legal processes that are going on. From when they issued that first COVID response, there were three months, then they have to renew it. Three yeah. months, they weren't in Parliament, so it's being renewed all of the time, probably over the phone. Nobody's in, in Parliament debating it. Nobody is asking this question. So I'm not waiting for somebody to get a public law case up and ask the question or for the media to, to start saying that we've got to protect people now 
because this vaccine is proving to be something really very dangerous, very, very dangerous. Oh, oh latest um, update too. Uh, yesterday, yes. we had another, we wrote to the employer again and told him that in actual fact, my client is a Christian man and has found out that sterilization is a very likely effect of this, or in fact is an effect of uh, the vaccination. And the employer is also liable for an anti-discrimination case under under a PG, personal grievance, sorry, I keep right, saying right. PG, right. personal grievance. So mm -hmm. there are a number of ways that this can be um, framed. When, as a lawyer, you always look for every every way that you can um, you can defend your client. You know, there are a number of acts, etc. <clears throat> I don't know, Grant, about how to get information out there though, that because it needs people need to read the information. Uh, well, that's my yes. next question. Um, where can we get the information sheet from, and how can people contact you? Like, do you have a website where you can put all this stuff? up on or um are you hoping that someone else will be able to do that for you well as you know i was on um counterspin counterspin yes excellent and um information was supposed to go up there but when no. i've looked for their website recently that doesn't seem to be available either i think so got if a it, maybe if somebody would like to get in contact with me who has a decent website i'm very happy to send the information to you when I first started to send the, um, to, to put the um, information sheets together, it was in the first instance for the students at AUT because okay. I heard through my daughter, who's a teacher, that um, what is it, Voices of Freedom um, mm -hmm. had, had um, started to uh, try and get some help for the students who were being threatened that they weren't going to be able to uh, sit their final exams. These are the medical students of um, various sorts, you know, not doctors, but other health professionals. And uh, they weren't going to be able to fit, sit their final exams because they weren't going to be able to get placements because to get placements, you had to be vaccinated. Now, I put out the information sheet um, about how to access um, the... Um, and it's called, it's, the sheet's called For the Use of Workers, Students, Self-Employed or Contractors in New Zealand, How to Use the Employment Relations Act 2000 and Section 92 of the Health and Safety at Work Act 2015 to avoid vaccination, mask wearing or testing for COVID-19 in your workplace or place of study. I passed it on to my daughter who passed it on to Voices for Freedom and that's the last we ever heard of it. People need to be able to stand on their own two feet. You take it to them. You don't wait for them to come to you. You take it yeah. to them. We're speaking with Liz Lambert, Liz M. Lambert. You can find her online. Uh, you're on Facebook, Liz. Can I, can I mention that? Uh, yeah, you can, put me, you can find me either as Liz Lambert or Liz yep. M. Lambert. I have two um, accounts on Facebook and people get Okay. Them. And you've got how many information sheets do you have? Well, I have um, a letter for the employer, which is um, a generic letter, and people um, that needs to be put up in a form that it can be edited so people mm. can put their own um, information in there. 
And mm. then for the use of worker students, etc., that's um, that's a non-edited one. Uh, that's that's um, for everybody. And uh, I think those are the two information sheets. I also will will take the names out of um, out of the letters um, that the communications we've had with with the um, employer that I was talking about. This is the border one. Oh, the right. guy on the border, the um, company on the border, uh, because yeah. there's a, a lot as an extension of arguments in there that people can use. Because what what you're looking for is take look at the arguments and think about your own situation and apply them. Even though this applies on the border, there are many things. For example, if you're a Christian and you oppose abortion or you oppose sterilization or uh, uh, mm. even putting yourself forward for it mm. um, then you have a case or you have a, a right to take a personal grievance um, under the Employment Relations Act um, right. and or, do, do you need um, lawyers to do that? Human Rights Act. Beg your pardon? No you don't. No you don't need a lawyer. This is the right. whole point and you know maybe lawyers back off because there's no money in it. Ah, that um, could be right yeah. there, yeah. Oh, I am right, sorry yeah. <laughs> about that. <laughs> That's why they're backing off. They'd say, oh, I need to earn a living. They have earned so, yeah. already so much, Grant, and this mm. is the fight of our lives. Everybody should be forgetting, selling everything they have if they need to, to stop <laughs> this, to save themselves. There's no use having car and a whatever whatever your thing is there's no use in having all of that if you're dead or you're sterile even if it is perfectly safe and it's all a storm in a teacup and conspiracy theory about the the side effects of um of of this vaccine or injection um even if it is the fact that they're demanding that we do this so that we can carry on in society that we can keep, mm. have our have our life. The fact that they mm. want, even if it, even if it was just saline solution, I yes. do not want to have anything and put into my body unless I'm happy about it. And yeah. and that that's right. And it's not really a matter to me whether it's whether it's safe or not. It's the fact that I'm the one that chooses what goes into my body, not not the health department. Well, if you if you don't want a fascist society, stop them because yeah. they are few. And we are many, but we have to do it individually. We cannot right. wait for a group. Or well, a group will yeah. be useless anyway. They, they ta all a group does is take a public law case. Now, the, the, the way the group could be useful was, is to question the government and um, get an investigation done into how often this has been renewed, this um, uh, Emergency Response Act, when, where, how, who who signed up and who didn't, we can get all of those records because they must have them. If if it actually happened, as you say, I doubt if they've been bothering because they think they've got us completely under their thumb. And for a large percent of the population, that's true. But that doesn't matter to you and me because we will fight back and we will win. Right. Liz, it's refreshing to speak to you. All right. So the Ministry of Health have no authority to uh, direct the public. It's not law. It's just an order. 
um, recommendation. Um, 30th of May. What happened on 30th of May? Oh, that was when this order came out, wasn't that it? That was when the vaccination, um, what is the called MIQ the novel. Workers. It's called the novel. And I think, you know, if you know the difference between um, uh, fact and fiction, novel comes uh -huh. into fiction. The novel, <laughs> <laughs> the novel 19 coronavirus vaccination order. I think that's kind of pretty much the full name of it. So you're available on uh, Facebook, and are you happy for yep. people to friend you on your Facebook yeah, channel and, and talk to you? Absolutely. You've got time, yeah. and yeah, um, sure. so you and hopefully, hopefully, you can organise a website where you can put and you can upload all of your stuff. And I'll rack my brains to think how can you do this, um, and maybe you can use us in some way um, to well, um, you, to get the information out. Yeah. So we're fledgling ourselves, so we can grow together and, and get this information out to everyone. So if you've got anything new you want to share, uh, get in touch with us, and I'll okay. put it on. I'll put, I'll have this online as soon as I can, and then you can share with all your friends. Okay. Lovely. Thank you very uh, okay. much, Grant. Okay. Th thanks a lot. That was you Liz Lambert. Great. Liz Lambert is a lawyer. She has a degree in politics and law, and uh, she is fighting for us for those that uh, don't want to just roll over and um, take what the government's giving us. We want to choose what goes into our body. And Liz is, uh, is someone who's out there fighting the fight for us. And she said, this is the, the most important thing that we can do right now is to fight this fight. This is more important than anything. As she said, standing in the street holding a banner, that can all wait. This has to be done now. Okay, you're listening to Grant Edwards on the Liberty Channel. We drum in that messaging around the dangers of COVID pretty diligently for a full two-week period of sustained propaganda. Two-week period of sustained propaganda. Sustained propaganda. You're listening to the Liberty Channel.